welcome to the Thankful Homemaker Podcast, a podcast to be an encouragement and blessing to each other in the role God has called us to as women. I'm so thankful you stopped by, so grab yourself a coffee or tea and sit with me a bit as we talk about how God's Word impacts every area of our lives as Christian women. Hello, friends. I'm Marcy Farrell from ThankfulHomemaker.com, and we're talking today about a topic that we all know is of utmost importance in the raising of our children, and it's in the area of praying for them. So today we're on episode 45, and I've entitled it, Our Best Parenting is Done by Prayer. So God's Word reminds us in John 15, 5, I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. So apart from me, you can do nothing is a continual reminder that I am utterly dependent on the Lord to do anything. There are many things I can do without a dependence on Christ, but the reality is I have achieved, quote, nothing, as it says in that verse, in God's sight. And this is so true in the raising of our children. Our children are a gift from the Lord, a heritage, a reward. Think Psalm 127, 3. And they are ever so precious to the Lord and us. Caring for our children is an immeasurable responsibility, but one as believers, we're not left alone in or to fend for ourselves. We can cry out to the one, capital O, who created all things and is the only one who can redeem them. I've learned over the years that I am helplessly dependent on the Lord. I cannot parent on my own. Really, I can't do anything on my own. As parents, we can't change the hearts of our children. Only the Lord is able to change their hearts. And this truth should continually bring us to our knees in prayer. But many times, we find ourselves thinking we can do this on our own. As a parent of now adult children, I can share that These are the more difficult years of life, as the decisions and difficulties they face are much more challenging than when they were young. I always tease my daughter, um, who has three littles right now, that these are the best years because you control everywhere they go, what they see and hear, and who they talk to, right? (laughs) Um, I love this quote from Paul Miller in his book. It's called The Praying Life. And he said, it didn't take me long to realize that I just did my best parenting by prayer. I began to speak less to the kids and more to God. It was actually quite relaxing, end quote. So what does our dependence on God look like? All right, I think of Philippians 4, 6, and 7 here. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. So we must take the time to train them up in the ways of the Lord. But they must see that their parents are truly dependent upon the Lord for all things. Do they see us on our knees crying out to the Lord for needs? Do they see us giving Him praise in and through all things? Do we pray with them so they too will come to trust in God's provision in all things? Remembering that He does supply us with all our needs, and He does work all things out for good to those who love Him, that love Him. Think of Romans 8.28 there. I've shared this before, but our youngest son is not a believer and has been living on his own. And the tendency of my sinful heart can be anxiousness and worry. And all this tells me is that I desire to have control over the situation. This is not the example Jesus set before me. Jesus was utterly dependent on the Father and turned to him in prayer continually. So Jesus said to them, 
Truly, truly, I say to you, the Son can do nothing of his own accord, but only what he sees the Father doing. For whatever the Father does, that the Son does likewise. And that's John 5.19. And he also says in John 5.30, I can do nothing on my own, as I hear I judge, and my judgment is just, because I seek not my own will, but the will of him who sent me. And Luke 5.16 reminds us, But he, Jesus, would withdraw to desolate places and pray. I know I don't have control over the choices and decisions my adult son son makes. I can speak the truth and give guidance, but in the end, I need to put my trust in the Lord and his plans for my son's life. My son knows the gospel. He's grown up with it. He has heard it. But as a parent, it's my job to love my children well, to speak the truth of the gospel to them, to teach, train, and most importantly, to pray for my children. I can't micromanage or control their lives. It isn't my job, and it isn't my life to do that with. As our children age into these middle and high school years and then into adulthood, we realize we continue to have less and less control over their thoughts and opinions and actions. And this is the time we as parents can begin to panic and start to try and take more control. It may at times lead to rebellion, maybe not outwardly, but maybe inwardly in their hearts. Listen, when they're at home with us, it is so important for us to give good guidance. I'm not saying not to do this, just so you're not hearing that, and to help them and guide them to make good decisions, right? We need to talk about God's word with them and teach it to them. And that's part of who we are as believers. This is who we are. We need to protect them and then direct them in a good path in all areas to the best of our ability to help them to continue to make good and wise decisions based on God's word, right? But it also changes once we're parents of adult children who are now living on their own and maybe at this point even with their own families. I'm reminded that the things that are most important in life and in my children's life seem to be the ones that I can't control, right? I may be able to give counsel and insight, but I don't have the final say. I can't control their salvation, who they will marry, if they're going to lose a job, choices they're going to make on a daily basis that may not seem wise to me, and the list goes on and on. It's comforting to see, though, how the moment that I lift my anxious thoughts to the Lord and stop trying to control the situation on my own and in my own strength, how my anxiousness and my worry shifts to resting in perfect peace in the Lord. There have been many situations I spend time anxiously worrying about the outcome, and the Lord took care of it in His perfect timing and in His perfect way. God does a much better job of being God than I do. Our dependence on God starts by spending time in the Word. We need to know who God is and what His desires are, and this comes from studying the Bible. In the John 15, 5 verse, abide in me, reminds me to be in prayer with the one, capital O, who I love and who I want to know more of, Jesus, right? I want to share with him all that's on my heart and trust in his work in and through all situations of my life. I need to be reminded that the Lord is the only one that can bring about change. Time spent in fellowship with other believers is also of utmost importance to us too, as they're an encouragement in speaking truth to my life. The Lord has graciously, graciously given us a church family on this earth to love and care and pray for and encourage one another and get good teaching. I'm so thankful for that. Don't neglect the importance of meeting together with one another. And then even praying for our child. And I, 
I think about praying like a child for your child, right? So one of the areas of scripture that's an encouragement to me is when Jesus tells his disciples to become like little children. And I, I've referenced here Matthew 18, 3, Mark 10, 14 and 15, and Luke 10, 21. And I'm reminded of how little children are when they come to us as parents with requests. I love having my grandbabies over because it's so great. They typically just tend to blurt them out, right? Little children just say exactly what is on their minds and hearts. Children are fully dependent on parents for everything when they're young, right? As we get older, we tend to become more and more independent, but we need to be reminded to go back to living as dependent children. Living as a dependent child to the Lord in the everyday moments of life is the best example we can give to our children. Letting them see that we are utterly helpless without the work of the Lord in our lives is more powerful than trying to let them think that we have it all together. Many times we can feel like our prayer lives have to be ultra spiritual. We just need to become more like little children and tell the Lord what's on our mind. Open your heart to the Father. Just share with Him your weaknesses and failures in your parenting. Share Him your concerns and your worries. Let Him know your struggles. He already does, right? But when we open up to Him and admit our failures and weaknesses and rely on His strength is when true change can begin to happen. One discipline that's been a help to me in praying for my children is to pray the scriptures. You don't need a special book for this one, right? Just your Bible. But I'm going to recommend a resource today that really was a help to me in making this part of my prayer life for my children um, as we go on here. Listen, most of my days... Most of my days are prayers cried out as I shared above and just various situations that arise where I just need the Lord's help in that moment. And it's just maybe a a one word prayer as I'm going throughout my day. And maybe I've just got off the phone with a child or there's an issue and I just stop and pray, right? But when I do get those times to sit in my little prayer closet and specifically pray for them each morning, the scriptures are where I turn. I want to give you a quote here from Martin Luther. Um, He says, I have so much business I cannot get on without spending three hours daily in prayer. Okay, probably there's, I'm, if there's one of you out there that does that, let me know because I can't imagine there's any of us that do that. What a sweet thought that is though, to be able to spend that time with the Lord in prayer. All right, so praying the scriptures was familiar to me, but not something I did easily on my own until I was introduced to this resource I was talking about several years ago to setting their hope in God. Biblical Intercession for Your Children by Andrew Case. And I'll link to that in the notes too. This book is packed with scripture prayers to pray over and even with your children. It'll direct your hearts to God's word. You'll find yourself spending more time in prayer as you're praying the very words of God over your children. If your children are not saved, what a better time spent than crying out for the salvation of their souls. And as parents, you know them best. You know where they struggle, what concerns them, what decisions they have to make. There's no better way to grow in your love for your children than to intercede for them in prayer. So I want to share from a prayer from the book so you can see the richness of praying through God's word. I picked a little shorter one here, but take the time to pray over your children the truths of the word shared here. I'm going to put this prayer in the show notes too. So take a moment, maybe not to just, I know right now you're just going to listen to it, but if you go back and look at the show notes, come back again when you can meditate on it and pray it um, because there's just so much richness to it. I'm going to put the references at the end of it so you could look up in your Bible to see where the source came from for this prayer. So they give the scripture references at the end of every prayer. So the prayer starts off, 
Eternal God, let my precious children rejoice in the word through whom all things were made. May they seek life only in him. Praise be to your name for causing them to receive him and believe on his name, for giving them the right to become your children. Open their eyes to the glory of the word, the glory of your only Son, full of grace and truth. From his fullness, let them receive grace upon grace, the grace and truth that come through Jesus Christ. Help them to do what is true and come to the light, so that it may be clearly seen that their deeds have been carried out in you. Help them not to judge by appearances, but instead to judge with right judgment. And when they thirst, let them go to Christ and drink. Let them follow closely after him always, so that they will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Make them abide in his word as true disciples, so that they may know the truth and be set free from it. And that was from page 193 in Setting Their Hope in God, Biblical Intercession for Your Children. And the references were John chapter 1 and from John chapter 8. And this is, when I pray it, it's not like I was just praying this. You can reiterate situations with your own kids. Like, you know, I'm I'm thankful, praise be to God for causing my daughter Amber to receive him and to believe on him and for causing her to be your child, Lord. And, you know, to spray, pray specifically for my children and work that through as I'm looking at those verses. So I really personalize those scripture prayers to my family and to my needs there. Listen, you don't need any more than your Bible to pray God's word over your children, okay? This book and Andrew Case's book on scripture prayers for your husband, he, he has another one called Prayers of an Excellent Wife, Intercession for Him. I, I keep them next to my Bible up in my little prayer closet there, and I do use them daily for interceding for my husband and my children and my grandchildren. Um, but I still really enjoy praying through the Psalms. Donald Whitney's helpful book called Praying the Bible has been a good resource to have on hand too for that. Um, there's some, there's a great app. It's called Five Psalms. I'm going to put that link in the show notes. And there's another one called Praying the Bible or um, uh, Prayer Mate. I'm sorry, the Prayer Mate app, which I really love for my daily prayers, especially because I travel a lot. And then I have all my prayers right on my iPad with me. But that has, it'll pull right from Donald Whitney's book. You can add prayers right into that. Um, And with the other app, the five Psalms, you can have Psalms on hand to just open your app and pray through um, by the the schedule that Donald Whitney has laid out in his book. And I'll put a link. I'm going to try to remember to put a link to all that. So again, always, if I'm telling you I'm putting a link and you can't find the link and you can't find it, please shoot me a note and let me know that because I'm a little bit forgetful at times. So I really appreciate that. Um, another thing I want to talk about is just, I love to keep three by five cards on hand with various prayers or scriptures for my husband, children, and grandchildren on them. Maybe it's specific needs they have at that time or things I just want to pray over them. I keep them in my planner and my purse. So when I find a moment or two that's free, maybe I'm sitting in the car waiting or I'm in a grocery store line or something, I can just take them out and pray for them. Listen, praying the scriptures what is so good. There's so many benefits from that for us because it keeps us in God's word and it helps us to learn to meditate on it throughout the day because we're continually bringing God's word back into our hearts and minds. So we're thinking about it. Um, It's going to keep your prayers Christ-focused and it's a reminder of the gospel daily for you. You're going to grow in your knowledge of God and his word. It's going to expose sin in your life, which will drive you to desire more of the word and to be reminded more of the gospel again. Your love for God's going to increase 
and so your love for others as you pray his word over them. It's going to deepen your prayer life and take the eyes off of self, and it puts your eyes on the only one, the Lord, who deserves our attention and praise. So ladies, may we pray with bowed heads and humble hearts to the Lord for our children. John Piper says, what makes a heart upright and what makes prayers pleasing to God is a felt awareness of our tremendous need for mercy. We are in need of God's mercy, right? May God give us more grace to pray for and with our children. Let me end you with a quote from Paul Miller from A Praying Life. He says, prayer is bringing your helplessness to Jesus. So my friends, Jesus is enough always. So ladies, thank you again for your time with here with me here today. And again, you can find all the resources mentioned and show notes at my little home on the web, thankfulhomemaker.com. And if you're not a blog subscriber, I'd love you to. I have some um, free gifts for subscribers and you can do that at thankfulhomemaker.com. I'll put a link for an easy way to do that in the show notes too. Um, I have two free eBooks on there for subscribers. One is a beginner's guide to assembling a natural medicine cabinet. And the other one is motherhood delighting in our children. And also my husband helped to design for me a weekly menu planning sheet that I absolutely love. And I think you will too. Um, and it's there for you too, when you subscribe. So also I, I do like to put out a monthly newsletter with a devotional and, um, just good finds that I've gone through on the month, whether it's articles, podcasts, messages, um, other recommended resources and things that I love to shoot there to my subscribers. So that's it, my dear friends. Have a very blessed week. Mm-hmm.